Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and a woman who has mastered the art of making fresh salsa. It's Beth Ann Lampley. Hello. Glad to be here. Oh, Beth Ann, I'm so happy to be podcasting with you. It is good to be back. It's good to be back. Hey, are any of you guys stressed out out there? Be honest with me. Does anyone have too much on their schedule? Are you borderline drowning because of the busyness of life? Well, if that's you, you're going to be in the right place for this conversation because we're talking about simplifying our lives. Uh, Our conversation centers around identifying and removing complexity from life so that we can enjoy the things that matter most. And this topic was revealed to me for the first time when I read one of my top five books. It's called A Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster, and he walks through a number of spiritual disciplines, one of them being simplicity. And it was an eye-opening read, and I've been thinking about it ever since. Beth Ann. Who could we bring in? Like, what kind of simplicity expert could possibly be our guest to speak into this topic? Yes. Shay, we have an amazing guest today. Who is it? She is none other than Ashley Robbins. Have you ever met her? Yeah, she's my wife. Oh, oh. my goodness. Um, she has been around the K-World for over 20 years. She is currently serving on the director team at K2. And uh, more than that, she is an amazing wife, mom to six, awesome kiddos. Um, and what I love about Ashley Robbins is she is authentic. She's real. She's wise. She lives with intention. And she is also one of the most hilarious people that I know and just a dear friend. So glad she's here. Ashley, oh, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Um, that was way too gracious of an introduction. Um, I do not deserve those words. And I am by no means an expert on this. But I think because I'm married to you, I got a little bit conned into this because I did brainstorm the idea with you. And so here I am. Yeah, I think we're here talking about this because it's important to us. It is, yeah. And, you know, we sure don't have it figured out, but, you know, living the life that we live with a bunch of kids in a fast-paced world and a real desire to just enjoy this life and not let it crush us and overwhelm us, it's a real-life conversation that's happening in the Robbins household. And um, I know that our camps, BA and Ashley's, were processing with college students Everybody's maxed out. Yes. I think, too, you think about how many times you ask anyone, like, how are you? And typically, whether it's the first response, like, well, we're busy, whether you're a mom, whether you're a 20-year-old college student. Um, I was just talking to a leadership girl today, and that was the first word she said was like, it's just been busy. And it's such an easy word to fall upon. And so we really want to just go towards like, how do we take, not take the word out, but maybe redeem the word by going, are we like letting ourselves lie in the busyness? Or are we intentionally seeking out like the freedom of a simple life, which I do think is there's such good, good things from that. I think too, even thinking through how can we even change the word busy to full, Yeah, living a full life, but not being overrun by busyness. By busy. Yeah. I wonder if 
value has been placed on busyness, right? Totally. The feeling of just importance. Like I'm going, I'm needed, I'm running from one place to the next. And that makes me feel valuable or important. And interestingly, this just dawned on me, but I was talking to one of our, our good friends that retired not too long ago. And I asked her, are you enjoying the retired life? And she says, I'm exhausted. I think I need to go back to work to find some rest. And I'm thinking, how can this be? Wow. And and I imagine, uh, I imagine that it's just a product of practicing busyness. So, you know, you know, practice busyness for 50 years. Well, what do you expect when you, you retire? It's, it's natural. Let's kind of rewind for a second. Let's just talk about the, the spiritual discipline of simplicity. What's the value there? Why, why would you even look at your life introspectively and say, I need to simplify some things? Well, I think so much. And again, the this word really does transcend any age group. So if you're listening and you're in your college dorm room or outside on your college campus, or if you're a mom or if you're a dad, grandparent season. Teenagers. I, yes, teenagers. We have those. Um, I think so much of it is when we are dwelling in a space of busyness, I think we lose out on things that the Lord could show us in the simplicity of life. And maybe that does that's too vague or doesn't make much sense. But I think when we're going from one thing to another, you know, for me in college, it was building that resume and doing all the things for my sorority and, and, and everything on campus because I wanted to look good to others around me. And so for me, again, whichever area you fall into, it's a question for you of has busyness taken over the the quietness of your soul? Can you sit in quiet and be with the Lord? Um, do you have time to be one of the messages Shay did at, at our church was just being interruptible? I don't know if that's even a grammatically correct word, but um, do you have space to be interrupted in your busyness? And I do air quotes on that word, but do you have that space to even be interrupted by the Lord to stop you and to breathe life into you or to use you to minister to others? And if that's a no, I think that introspection has to start to go, I don't even have space to allow the Lord to to interrupt things sometimes, whether it be to me or whether it be for others. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I've seen this in my own life and in, in other people's lives when we do overcommit ourselves, when we get to that point where we are totally stressed out um, and overwhelmed, the first thing to go is usually our time with the Lord. The most important thing in our life is the thing that we push to the very bottom of the list. Why is that the first thing to sacrifice, right? It makes no sense. I mean, it makes no sense. But again, in my own life, I have seen that time and time again, when I have stretched myself too thin, that is the easiest thing for me to move off the priority list and just to get lazy in. And I start to allow my schedule just to run, run my life instead of me being in control. Um, And, you know, a good friend of ours always says, you will always make time for the things that are important to you. And that is so convicting when I say that back to myself and then look maybe back at how I spent my time in a day or a week and say, wow, this is really um, making me aware of I've got some things in my life that need to shift because I'm, I'm allowing what should be my greatest priority to be my last. 
Yeah. And I think if we're honest, if busyness, this may be an overarching statement, but busyness does tend to lead to the things that can cause temptation or sin in right. our life. So anxiousness Absolutely. gets higher. Um, our, our sleep goes lower. So then we're just that, de- that those lower thoughts of ourselves or depression can even, you know, creep in. And, and those are big steps. But I think when we start out with like over committing and busyness in our life, it does tend, not all the time, and there can be seasons, but it can tend to lead towards the anxiety that we're seeing in our college staff is at an all-time higher. It was for me this summer seeing our staff and and teenagers. And and honestly, I'm not sure it can stop there because I think it's in young women, um, young career women, and dads and moms. And so it it, again, not always, but it can tend to lead towards sin in our life that that separates us from the Father's heart for us. I agree. I think busyness makes us vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you think about, you know, where do we run when I need to relax? So I live a really busy life. And, you know, typically we go to our phone, we start scrolling. Okay. So that's the safe place. This is my time. Well, what's scrolling in front of you? All of the travesties in the entire world. You look at, I mean, you just know what populates news feeds. It's, it's things that draws attention and things that gets clicks. So it's generally things that are scary, sad, that create uh, drama. Comparison game. Comparison. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're going to soothe your soul in this busy, complex life. And you're just slinging this stuff in front of your face. And man, I mean, that's kind of scary to think about. Um, and, and what I think it does is it, it creates just tremendous vulnerabilities for all people, but specifically for followers of Jesus. You know, the enemy prowls about like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour. And that puts you in a, a weakened state. Well, and they don't call them influencers for nothing. We are influenced mm, wow. by social media. And so when I'm choosing in my quiet space to scroll, I'm now seeing all these curated photos of the perfectly decorated home for fall. Mm-hmm. Um, this home cooked meal from scratch. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I now need to go to Target and get these fall pillows before they're gone. <laughs> yes. You know, we do that. Yes. And so they start yeah. telling us this is what it's, is important. Make this a priority. And it's just so easy to get sucked into that. And I think this could be, this is probably just me with six kids, but I think too, busyness leads to exhaustion, just a lack of sleep. If I could just, especially college students, maybe just a little segue to you guys. You're so tired. Their bodies are, I mean, sleep has proven to be such a good, good thing for everyone. And yet our college students, I think, are so busy that they're not sleeping and in the name of studying, but you know, that can get sidetracked and it's going to target and um, all the things. Um, And so I think that busyness can even breed that exhaustion in our life. And I think when you're exhausted, that abundant life that Jesus promises doesn't quite, Mm -hmm. it's not on track together because they're so tired. Their bodies are tired, which makes their brains tired, which makes their heart tired. And so they're running in exhaustion, which is not going to be a good life. Yeah. As a side note, I would like to just throw this out there. 
my entire college career, I cannot ever remember going to Target. Well, that is a travesty. Did we live a different life? <laughs> we yes. lived two totally different colleges. <laughs> yes. Well, I would say, yeah. That Target's was the a only big difference. Deal. Yeah, I don't know. Boys you don't do just that. go to Target, but you go and you get your you coffee. You dwell in Target a little oh. bit. You on every aisle and you leave with <laughs> one tiny bag that costs $65 <laughs> yes. every time. Yes, you find the clearance stuff and you don't need it, but you oh. get it. I just don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Okay, I want to talk about you know, why are we so busy? I think, you know, my first thought is, well, we're probably so busy because we're so blessed. I mean, there's a lot of hate and people down on our country right now, but the reality is, is we live a very blessed life and there's a, we're in a land, live in a land of opportunity. And so, you know, FOMO is fear of missing out. There's just a lot of awesome things to be a part of. How do you choose what to be a part of and the right amount of things to be a part of? First of all, it goes back to knowing, like, maybe, like, what's my mission? Kind of, do I have a mission and vision for my life? Mm. And then kind of making a list, what are my priorities and how do the things that I'm saying yes or no fit into those things? So when I'm trying to make a decision, I usually ask myself, why would I say yes or why would I say no? And sometimes the reasons I would say no would be, okay, I've already committed to this number of social things this week, I need to stay home tonight and I need to prioritize either just some time alone, time with the Lord, or I need to do grown-up things like I need to do my laundry. Um, but other times I can find myself, oh, I'm saying no to this because I'm being selfish and I don't want to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm finding myself in that place, if I've got the margin and it's more out of selfishness, I'm like, I need to say yes to that. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's just getting um, curious about what are my motives um, being aware of what my priorities are and how do the things I'm saying yes or no to kind of fit into those things. I think BA hit on the very like mature person in the world. I think part of our world needs to go from FOMO to JOMO. I'm going to start a campaign. Ooh. Ooh. I did not invent this word, but I okay. would like to say I love it. But we need to go, our culture needs to go from FOMO, which is a fear of missing out, which is it is honestly like a legit deal. I think yeah. as a 40 year old, I can sit here and be like, seriously, that is real, but it is. And so I don't want to like make jokes about it, but I probably tend to because I, even in my personality, have JOMO, which is joy of missing out. <laughs> so again, I am not coining that term, but I, I, somebody else did it, but I love it because I think, I mean, I teach my, my 11 and 10 year old right now. You will not be invited to every birthday party right. and be okay with that. Right. Can you come to me and say, I'm kind of bummed I wasn't invited? Absolutely. But do you need to allow it to affect your character? No. Mm-hmm. And I think so much, and again, I would love to say this is just teenagers that struggle with this, but I know many a grown women, and I'm sure men too, with this culture that we're in, that FOMO has really bred to this busyness and, and against the simple life because we don't want to miss moments. We, well, we got to be there and so-and-so is going to be there and I want him to like me or her to like me. And so I really think so much of our heart shift, um, and I even think biblically goes to like 
be okay to miss out, the joy of missing out sometimes. It's um, that where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And it's okay to miss some things if you're protecting, going, I, I need to spend time with the Lord. That's where my treasure needs mm. to be right now. Um, I need to I need to go home and check on my mom and dad because I've not seen him all semester. That's where my treasure needs to be. And so I think it's that joy of missing out on good things but it allows you to breathe and take a breath and go, I have time to study tonight and not stay up till 4 a.m. Um, so I'm going to say no to this so that I can get to bed at a normal t- hour because my body needs sleep. Hey, listeners, Shay Robbins here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd like to personally ask you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. With your help, we can continue to reach more listeners. We're excited to hear from you Please send questions to our team for a special audience Q&A recording in the future. Additionally, we're also interested to hear your suggestions for guests and topics. Send your questions and suggestions to podcast at canacuck.com. And now, back to the show. For me, this is where my mind's going. So it's like, where do you start? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, God makes everybody different. I think the first place you start is... Based on how God has made me, what is a healthy lifestyle for me? What are my commitments? So you might, there's, you know, you might start with, okay, the first thing I need to think through is I need to spend time with God. What does that look like? How much time do I need? Where does it need to be? Second thing, what are, what are my commitments, whether it's education or work, like things that I am committed to? Okay. I build that in. And then what do I need to do? to be healthy and to rest, you know, where's the, what's just the right amount of time to get exercise or to just be able to relax and, and to sit and watch a movie, like what is good for me? And then where do I need to build in my community? What's the right amount of community that, that helps me be, be successful? And all these things, they vary from person to person by a certain amount of degrees, just in the way that you're made. And so a big part of this is like knowing yourself so that you can lead yourself, yourself, right? You know, as you're kind of building out that priority, one of the things that I counsel college students with, and frankly, it's practical for all of us, is that, you know, I see a lot of college students that their schedule controls them. Absolutely. You're right. It's just like jerking Mm -hmm. them around and they're running frantically. And you're just like, why would you let your schedule control you? Your schedule is there to serve you and it's put in place. So instead of allowing your schedule to control you, you control your schedule. And and that requires saying no. How do you guys determine what to say yes to and what to say no to? With all these great opportunities out there. I think, again, you, I love the point you made, Shay, of just, I want to be clear. Again, I'm not sitting in this seat because I'm perfect at living a simple life, especially with six kids and, you know, running, both of us working for a ministry and things like that. But I will say we fight for it because we know the value of it. And so I hope every listener, again, mom, dad, college, whatever, would know the value of it um, and allow themselves to go, you know, whether it's making a list, you know, again, some personalities, they're going to make a list after hearing this and go, what are things that I do need to say no to? Some people are going to hear this and be like, 
I'm just, they can just fly by the seat of their pants and be like, oh, I'm just going to go rest for four hours. And that, that's what they decide to do. And, but every single person is going to look different. You know, with the schedule thing, you're going to need to find time to just, what has the Lord gift? Like, what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying everything in your schedule needs to be only things that you love to do. You right. need to do laundry and none of us probably love to do laundry, but it's needed and it's good. And so there's this, I think for me, when I go, do I want to do this? I think Bethany kind of already spoke to this too. Is the Lord leading it? Is this a ministry opportunity? Is this something the Lord has interrupted life to kind of put in front of me? Um, And as you process through all that and go, do I get excited about doing this? Do I want to start, you know, a lot of, we have K-Life in a lot of cities. Do I want to lead a small group there as a mom? Like, do I need to let my kid take on another activity? And um, I, again, I want to be clear, some moms really thrive in, you know, game after game on a Saturday. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's if it's starting to suck your joy. So I think for some, they're going to hear this and go, okay, I'm going to make a list and here's what I need to say no to because I said yes quickly or um, I haven't committed to it yet, but I've been going, but it's making life too full. And they make the list and figure it out for some personalities. Others, again, I think need to just, they may assess it every day when they wake up in the morning because God's gifted them with this little free spirit. And every day they need to, by moment, go, wait a second, I've got a test tomorrow or a mom might have to go, no, I don't need to go get coffee because I know budget is tight. And so I'm going to say no to this and honor my husband because financially or whatever it may be in your personality of how God's wired you. Yeah. And in that, Ashley, I'm just hearing you just have to be intentional to do that. It Mm. doesn't just happen. And, you know, to young people out there listening, there is not an adult switch that just Mm -hmm. happens. You don't just all of a sudden become disciplined and routined and have all these healthy habits. Like you have to put in the time to establish those. So I love what you said. It's going to look different for every person. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, remember that we are all wired and gifted differently. So there was a season of my life where I compared myself um, so much to one of my dear friends, who's also a leader in our ministry and just said, wow, like her capacity is so much bigger. Like I am not doing enough or I need to fit in more hours of this. And really as the Lord has matured me. It's saying, no, you don't need to do more because that's not how you're wired. You mm-hmm. just need to do um, and live in a way that fits the way that I've built you and gifted you and be okay with your capacities look different and celebrate that they can do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have fun doing the things that you're you're gifted at. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great word. Yeah. I, I want to give a personal example just from my life. I'm a guy who likes to spin a lot of plates. But a couple of years ago, I had, I counted them. I had seven plates that were spinning and I was, I had too much. Like it was kind of like nagging at me. And I really actually, I give the spirit credit. The spirit was nagging me that I had too much. And as I looked at my plates, the, the thing that was requiring the least amount from me, it might have, like if I had a hundred percent to give, it was requiring maybe 3% of my emotional energy. But God was pushing me towards this. I was just a board on an awesome ministry, but God was nagging me. And and I was kind of like face to face with it. I knew I was going to let some people down, hadn't been on it very long. Um, and yet God just didn't, he wouldn't let me off the hook. And so when I finally 
was really just obedient, and I kind of walked into those hard conversations. When I when I removed that number seven, it's only three percent of my emotional energy, but I felt like I gained a hundred percent. I mean, it was crazy how much freedom that I found, and it was the Lord taking my hand, just saying, "Son." I want to help you simplify some things and, and I'm going to energize you in the process. And I just, you know, I just can't encourage you enough. If you feel God, if you're uneasy right now in your spirit, if you're anxious, if it's just too much, ask the Lord, Lord, what, what do I need to remove? Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder too, if when we're busy, and this is just a rhetoric, like if we do miss those nudges, that's what's also scary about busyness is mm. I don't, I don't want to miss those nudges from the Holy Spirit in my life. And I know I have because mm-hmm. carpool and this kid did this right. place and this, you know, and I, I don't want to miss the nudges of the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to miss that. You know, this is kind of a silly example, but, um, you know, Shane, Ashley know this about me. I love to cook. I love to take people food and I love it to be like homemade, like from scratch. And sometimes I've found myself in a spot where maybe I've signed up to take somebody a meal that's been in the hospital or just had a baby or having girls over to my house. And there's like a, oh, should I cancel? Because I can't make something Mm. homemade tonight. Mm. You know, and I've had to learn to say, that's not the main point. The main point is to have their feet under my table tonight Mm -hmm. and to talk about life in the Lord and to have fun and laugh. And so even last night, I got two rotisserie chickens at Walmart, which by the way, they're, they're delicious. amazing. Delicious. How do they make I those mean, chickens they so are good? $4.50 and they <laughs> feed a lot of people. Yes. And I got a bag salad good for and it was you, easy and we had a great time. And so for yes. some people out there, just simplify the littlest of things. Don't put such mm. pressure on yourself to do things the hardest way or the things that take the longer way. Just mm-hmm. make some appropriate shortcuts in your yes. life mm-hmm. that allow you to do things, the things you want to do without mm. stressing you out. I love that. Yeah. Ashley, you are masterful at decluttering life, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about, you know, busyness is really like an emotional, physical, you know, label. There's also just clutterness, you know, just like in my car, in my garage, like the way my bedroom is. What are some practical examples? So let's just get, let's kind of drill down to the nuts and bolts. What are some ways to simplify life and give yourself some room to breathe? Well, I know that, what's that Netflix show, The Joy? Marie Kondo. Marie, okay, where she takes a breath and does this bring me joy? Well, <laughs> I don't do that. And um, again, I have a junk drawer in our house and I have six kids, so we have shoes everywhere. But I really do love, I love to declutter I do people's too. space. Love a purge. Oh, I mean, I walk into strangers' <laughs> homes and I want to like, they're like, they have piles. And I'm yes. like, oh, I have to put my hands behind my back. It's bad. But I do think there is something to it. I'm not saying there's some scripture that labels up to this. But I think when our our life seems to be cluttered, literally, physically, like clothes everywhere, laundry hasn't been done, college students, um, you know, whether it's our kids, just homework is everywhere and hasn't kind of been thrown away or put in the keepsake box or whatever. I do think 
just my opinion, that it breeds a cluttering of our spirit if left for too long. Are there seasons that laundry gets left on my floor at my house? Yes. But when that gets belabored in your life, I do think it begins to clutter your soul. And so practical tips for me. Um, I think sometimes it's just starting off the day, right? A, spending time with the Lord, but B, also just making your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so simple, but in a tiny little college room or even in your room as a young career guy or gal or as a mom, it just makes you go, one thing is done. And it's like this check mark. Um, now, again, your personality, you might be like, no way, I'll never make my bet. That's okay. Uh, but find what it is that feels cluttered to you in your home, whether it's, you know what, my desk is exploding with papers. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's buy a little dollar spot organizer, get some file folders, and let's get that done. Take one task. This doesn't have to be your whole house has to become, you know, the does this bring me joy? Right. Let's get rid of it. Just one task to make you go, okay, that feels refreshed. And one task usually leads you to want to do another one. Yes. And so for me, yeah, 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 it's having having a plan for 200 pairs of shoes with eight people or whatever it is. I have a plan for that. And, you know, every year when we get back from camp, I go through every closet, every drawer. And it doesn't, it's, it's not like it doesn't take a genius to do this. Just that's too little that, okay, I'm going to save that for the next little, little pigtail girl we have that's in that size, or, you know what, let's take this to a local thrift store or whatever. And so I think it's just being, again, everything has seems to go back to this word of intentionality with this busy life or craving a simple life. It's going to depend on how intentional you yourself are going to find yourself in this space. Of if you want to live that cluttered life, that could could potentially lead to a cluttered soul. But if you don't, take one thing at a time, right, and begin to tackle that. And so, um, it's little things on our farm life, whether it's the shoe bin or okay, everybody put their chicken coop boots here. Or at the end of the night, we all kind of pick up our space so that when Shay and I go to bed, it's our home to me is at peace. Yeah. Now there's some nights I'm like, don't you dare touch that pan. I'm going to bed. But for the most part, for us to feel healthy with that many people in our small little farmhouse, it's let's do the kitchen together and everybody gets a job and, um, okay, you go start baths with the little one and we'll clean up. And so it's, it's a family lifestyle of not wanting the clutter of our home to allow our family to miss moments of just being together. So that's so good. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, everybody's different. You know, this that's just a lot of a personality part. But the I think the truth behind it is, what is it in your life that's causing you anxiety mm-hmm. that can go? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, it's just you have so much stuff and what you own begins to own you mm-hmm. and your list of things that is nagging at you gets longer and longer. It's It may be time just to... You don't need the third vehicle or Mm -hmm. uh, we need to remove some things from our schedule. Mm -hmm. We need to say no to this event. We need to, you know, for us, this is an example. Dinner at the Robbins house is a priority. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't hit teenage years, kids driving and, you know, super involved with athletics. So at least for this season, like we are fighting for dinners. We don't touch them. In the mornings, there was a season when 
you know, when it was just Ashley and I, where I would take a lot of discipleship meetings in the morning. And now I don't. I'm in a season where uh, dad's needed at home in the morning to help get the kids fed, to start the day right, to get them all out the door so that my wife isn't frazzled to start her day. Like It's just a decision that we've made to simplify our life. There was years in the little kid years, the littlest of kid years, where up in the director building, Todd Rapp and I, during lunch hour, we would run home and every while everybody else was going out to eat. Well, the reason we were doing that is because we were making a decision to go and support our wife during a season that was just challenging. The lunch hour is a very fragile hour for young moms. It is. It <laughs> it's is. like this yeah. transition in the day that you're like, please, someone come yeah. home and help us transition before nap time. Right. Get us yeah. to nap time. Exactly. I mean, right now, I know that Pat Cohn is going home to eat with Bree while yes. she's super pregnant and has Bennett pulling on it, and he's doing that. Yeah. It's just a choice mm-hmm. to serve his wife, to be present, to simplify. And then when the kids get older and they're all at school, it's not as big of a deal. Like I go out to lunch and Ashley doesn't even miss it. She'll enjoy the peace and quiet at home. But it's just these little decisions that we can make that create space in our lives mm-hmm. and ultimately bring peace. Well, I think that's a great point of season. There's going to be a seasonal simplicity. Sure. So you have to decide what season am I in and then where can I, whether it's decluttering your home. I, I It's a rare woman that really, for a woman to tell me she thrives with dishes in the sink and games all over the carpet and, you know, Barbie pieces everywhere and monster truck. And it's, Legos, <laughs> Legos underneath your feet. And Legos. <laughs> but it's a rare person to tell me that they really do thrive with like, I don't care if it doesn't get picked up. Because you kind of want to go, are you sure that's true? And so anyway, I you just wonder if you really stepped back and allowed yourself to go. I'm not saying your home can't make memories in your home with your kids and make messes, please. But I do think there's something to to calm your soul to go, let's let's put our house in order, um, whatever that looks like for a young career guy or gal of, of just doing your laundry and putting it up or whatever it is. And so, but there is seasons to that. Yeah. Bethann, I'm going to hand it over to you for the final charge. And I want you to just speak to, you know, somebody's listened to this podcast and it's a little overwhelming. Like right. they know they're maxed out. They're too busy. They are anxious, but it just seems like, where do I even start? What do you tell them? Yeah, I think I would just tell them just start uh, to maybe, again, not everybody's a list maker, but it might be good, even if you're not typically a list maker, just to write out. What are the things, let me identify what is stressing me out, what is overwhelming, what is taking priority and more weight in my life than it actually should, and then getting practical like we've talked about today. What can I eliminate, or where do I need to make a shift, where do I need to create space um, just to be quiet, um, asking myself when and how am I resting this week. And so again, just start. Don't get overwhelmed because you're not all the way where you want to be, but just start with one thing, maybe Mm. one thing that you change or eliminate this week. Just accomplish that and then move on to the next thing. Because I think sometimes we, we just stop being intentional because we're like, well, I failed. I didn't do it. I missed the mark. I'm frozen. And so I'm just going to keep, yeah, paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Just going to keep living this way. And so give yourself grace and start again. 
you know, tomorrow is going to be filled with new grace and new mercy. And so whatever it is, identify those things and just start somewhere and just, and know that God really does want you to live an abundant life. Mm -hmm. And it is going to take some intentionality on your part to, to do that. Great word, Beth Ann. And did we choose the perfect podcast guest for this topic or <laughs> the perfect. what? Oh, goodness. Thanks for that. being with us, Ashley Robbins. Of course, of course. Well, I want to thank you, our listeners, for sharing time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to family and spiritual growth. With that, we'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you today and... Um, we just hold our lives up to you. And I and I just want to pray together as a group, ourselves included, that we would be open-handed with um, all that makes up our life, Lord, and that your spirit would guide us. If there's things that need to be removed from the plate, I want to ask, Lord, that you would nag at us until we do it because um, we just trust that there is life in your plan and there's life in simplicity and there's life in um, just the room to breathe in life. I want to pray joy over our friends and family out there listening. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Mm-hmm.